Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard. Welcome to the Glovers cast. You'll be uh, glad to know that this podcast probably won't go on quite as long as the other one, but uh, I have brought with me two friends who it would appear like the sound of their own voices. So good evening to Ian and Ben. Hello. Hiya. That was a very good intro, Dave. Well done. Yeah. Did you write that on the this, spot? That, that intro was sprung was sprung upon me about 45 seconds before I said it. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you got whatever was in my head. That was very good. Although I didn't like the slide dig at the long podcast. I couldn't help that Ian had a long chat with the Chesterfield boys. I had a very thoughtful and insightful conversation with Marcus. An hour and 42 minutes. You didn't even think of Andy Easton running for all of that lot, did you? I know, yeah. Sorry well, if you had to have elongated commutes to work or whatever it was. <laughs> It's nearly to drive London. around work, drive around the car park at work three times, I imagine, to get through all that. It's nearly London Marathon time. People <laughs> are training, aren't they? So it's fine. <laughs> well done, Andy. If you managed out, if you managed to run all the way through that, well done. How are we both doing? Are we all right? So we're doing all right. How are you doing? More to the point, you have uh, you have been and witnessed defeat. Which, to be honest with you, after what Ben and I put in uh, the week before, I'm feeling a little bit. Well, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I, I'm just disappointed. I think a bit. But, uh, <laughs> All right, Dad. Yeah. You got you got anything to say for yourself? 
Um, yeah, much of this, much of the same, really. I think it wasn't a crash back to earth with a bump because, you know, Chesterfield are very good. But I think, I don't know, you know how we talk about don't get too highs with the highs, don't get too lows with the lows. I think Funny, we... someone said that after yeah. we beat Stockport 3 0. I can't <laughs> think who that was. I think no one um... was talking about getting promoted, but someone else said that. <laughs> All I right. Think... Okay. <laughs> I might be regretting the down payment now. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I think we got, well, we, I think I got a bit excited. I thought, you know, well, you know, off the back of beating Stockport 3 0, I thought, you know, why not? Why not? But Chesterfield were obviously much more in form than Stockport were when we played them. And they are, they're a good side. And they just, I think they kept us, like I've said, they kept us at arm's length for most of the game. We put them under pressure. I suppose the big incident is the the goal, Josh Staunton goal incident, which we can talk about. Um, but yeah, it was it was just, I don't know, <laughs> we were so excited. I thought, here we go, we've beaten Stockport, let's crack on and beat another big team. But they did, uh, yeah, they did the job. They did a good job on us and we had no answer really. Were you excited before that, Ben? 8 0? Anything like that? Ring a bell? 8 0. <laughs> so, Ian, you talked about the goal that got disallowed. Um... <laughs> Move it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it was a funny five minutes, wasn't it, really? Because, I mean, I was, I was listening in, I wasn't watching. I mean, you were there. That five minute spell, we had the goal disallowed. Was there obvious discontent about the goal being disallowed? Um, I thought they'd scored because the way the referee pointed, it was like he was pointing to the centre circle. So I was, you know, <laughs> I was very happy and just thought Chesterfield were having a moan. And then it, you know, he gives the free kick and off they go. I don't think the players were too, too upset because, you know, and Staunt, Josh Staunton said after the game, you know, it's one of those where he, get a bit of contact with a keeper and keepers are well protected and I think I've seen a video of it and I you know I forget I think it's, it's Max Hunt jumps up with a keeper yeah it was Max Hunt yeah yeah and he does you know his arms are up and I think if someone had jumped in on Grant Smith like that we'd probably have wanted a free kick we'd have been annoyed if if a goal like that had been scored against us in my view um, so yeah, that's what I thought, and that's what I think. Other player, I, I don't think the players were that bothered about it because there was no major kickoff. Had we had Charlie Lee, Carl Dickinson, Reese Murphy, and <laughs> any of those lot in yeah. that team, there might have been a little bit more of a, uh, you know, a ruckus. So they then go up the other end and they score. It is listed as Oli Leke's goal, but am I right in thinking it's almost certain Dan's an own goal eventually to the goalkeeper? I haven't seen a video of it or anything. Um, yeah, so Alike smashes it like a real thunder bastard of a shot off the post and it then just rebounds. I can see through the bodies, but I think... Was it in Staunton's interview or well, Darren Siles' interview? They said it 
rebound. Yeah, back he said it hit Smith Grant Smith and went yeah. back in, but the shot was hit with such venom that yeah, just hit sort of the inside of the post, bounced back in the net. Um, they had some good build up before it, but yeah, he just whacked it as hard as he possibly could. Just feels that that was a bit of a a funny five minutes to go from thinking you one nil up to then be one nil down, and then of course the injury to Luke Wilkinson and everything kind of went well tits up at this point. <laughs> um, looks like he he's quoted Gaffer as saying a couple of weeks. If it's a hamstring tear, it's longer than a couple of weeks. Uh, Ruben Reed's got a hamstring tear, isn't he? He's out till Christmas. So. That's what I mean, it's one. Of, it's a graded job, isn't it? With with hamstring tears, some of them are quite mild, and you can rest it off. Some of them, like Ruben's, are quite serious. But I think my humble guess would be a couple of weeks would be a a, a very positive outcome if that's the case. So. That's a that's a B more Barrett hope, isn't it? From Darren Sal yeah. there, I think. Yeah, and I think he gave that himself gave that away himself actually by saying. We may have to recruit. If it's a two-week job, you see it through and you just give it Hunt Williams and maybe throw Staunton in there or Alex Bradley goes in and does a job for half an hour if he has to. A couple of weeks doesn't mean you go and recruit. Unless that's it, unless that's his way of doing a bit of a rally cry, a bit of a I need more players now, please moment. We've seen a few managers do it in the past where they've named two goalies on the bench or not fulfilled benches semi-deliberately, things like that, where there are little signals that you can give an owner. And I do wonder if that was a just a little nudge to say really could do with an extra pair of legs here um, in that position. So I, if he's back in a couple of weeks, awesome. Great news. But as we've seen in the past, I'm not sure I want to risk him um, too quickly coming back. No, I mean, last season was a perfect example of taking risks with Luke Wilkinson. Um, and I think we saw how much we missed him, really, because Chesterfield's second goal was Sunday League. Literally one long ball over the top. It's let, it's allowed to bounce. And, you know, the, the guys from uh, Spyrite's right talked about Shimanga and his pace. And how he, you know, he's got pace to burn and he showed it. He just... Left him for dead and was was a very nice finish, um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I mean, the manager's obviously good mates with the owner. I'm not sure what he'll get out of him. Hopefully, he'll get something out of him. Who knows? <laughs> How would they been defensively up until that point? Because, like I say, I was only listening on the radio, but it did sound a bit like uh, even in that first ten minutes or. So, so Chesterfield were had a, had a lot of chances or had a lot of a uh, lot of pressure on us. And well, that, um, I know there was a couple of references to Wilkinson being sort of uncharacteristically flustered. They, um, I think, we opened stronger the teams. We certainly um, forced the issue a bit more than they did. They sort of weathered our early storm and then took control. Really, Gavin Gunning at the back was just. A beast for them, unbelievable, and I hope broke his nose as well. <laughs> he was like, um, yeah, he was dominating for them. We again, I thought we were okay. They had a couple of chances. They were just knocking it around the edge of the box, really. Nothing, nothing overly clear cut. So I, I, I thought 
I thought we did okay. I mean, both of the goals came, you know, the first one was a fluke, you know, a lucky rebound. The second was a ball over the top that should have been handled better. And other than that, Grant Smith didn't have a lot of like really like last ditch important saves to make. There was a free kick towards the end, which, you know, came close and went over the bar, but we were, and that was just two really soft goals or two really unfortunate goals that cost us really. And at the same time, I think we didn't force the issue enough either. Really Chesterfield kept us, they kept us at bay the second half. They sort of just let us, I, th I think they let us tire ourselves out to be honest with you, because <laughs> we just ran and ran and ran without creating anything overly dangerous. There was a Max Hunt header. Um, Josh Staunton had a long range effort and so did Tom Knowles, but we never seemed to really force him into something in that second half when we seemed to have the momentum. A load of corners after one another, but like the manager said, they were quite happy to head him away and battle our big boys. I suppose a change, uh, well, when you look at their change, like I said, Gunning went off at half-time. They brought on Jeff King, who was Halifax's player of the year last season. Our captain went off, and we brought on Morgan Williams. He's a good player, but he, it's not like for like, is it? When you look at the changes they could make, and oh, they brought me. on that McCourt, who was a regular player for them last season. So, yeah, you look at the changes they can make, we're just in a different league. Yeah, and I, you know, we we brought off Sonny, who had a quiet, quiet first half. He really, um, he just didn't didn't get into it. I don't think he was allowed to get into it. To be honest with you, he, he sort of he looked he looked a nineteen year old playing against really experienced players. Um, they had the read on him, and then yeah, when we brought Addy on, he's you know his usual energetic, chasing everything down, running about a bit crash bang wallop, but. No real, no real product, but no real service either. I think we had a, a couple of moments from Wakefield getting a decent crossing towards Knowles, and Knowles did. Knowles was probably the most attacking I've seen him so far. I didn't think he did much against Halifax, but he he got a lot more of the ball. Uh, he had he had a great moment in the first half where he skinned a couple of players after Quigley had Quigley had gone round. Scott Loach and it was that awkward one where he's round the keeper and he's too wide right on the goal line uh, so he knocks it back to Knowles who's like lightning quick does a couple of like not step overs but he just drops a shoulder and leaves a couple of players for dead and shoots but there's a uh, unfortunately there's a, a uh, Chesterfield player on the line to clear it that was probably our most clear-cut opportunity, and that came in the first half when we were 1-0 down just after Wilco had gone off. So, yeah, I think they got their second and were quite happy to just let us huff and puff, as you said yesterday, Ben. I do I do want to ask about Scott Loach, actually, because he's, he's a player that I've long thought to myself. He always plays really bloody well against us. But the way it sounded yesterday with Sheridan and Critz was that they were... They were really putting him under pressure, that run of corners, and he was a bit flappy and not necessarily at his absolute best. Did we cause him enough trouble, considering he was a bit, I don't know, 
at uh, at all odds? Did we give him enough to trouble to worry about? I don't know, really. I guess it, that's one of the themes of our play so far this season is the set pieces. We get right on top of the keeper. We've got some big blokes who like to put themselves about, and we, we do put teams under pressure. But actual shot-stopping that Scott Oates has had to do has been few and far between, really, as long as he's got some big boys in front of him and he gets a couple of hands on on a few of these crosses he he, he was all right it was a, i thought the halifax keeper struggled more against us than loach did um i think his and the stockport keeper was really not happy at all he was yeah. he was all over the place with Hinchcliffe. yeah and i mean loach has been around for a long time he's been there done that hasn't he really and i think he had <laughs> he had a quite a beefy few blokes in front of him to keep, you know, to protect him. And the referee was quite happy to protect him as well, which, you know, we, our keeper was protected too, in my view. I don't think, you know, rule one, don't talk about the ref. We won't do it. <laughs> we won't do it. We will lots of people, lots of people, lots of people did yesterday, but, you know, like we've said countless times, everyone it's the same standard of referee in this league. <laughs> They're all crap. They're all, all crap. <laughs> They're all absolute rubbish. It's it's strange though because last season defeats like that, where there was an as an element of harsh luck or an element of a um, what might have been, really would ruin a day of mine because they'd come off the back of three or four others where we'd been humbly tonked. But actually. It didn't ruin my day yesterday, that defeat. It hasn't ruined my shift at work today, things like that. I've been okay around the house. It's amazing what a couple of wins can do prior to that. So I think it's worth noting that, that yeah, yesterday, we're all a bit disappointed. We'd rather be getting wins, especially at home. That's now two home defeats on a spin, which is not, oh, no, sorry, two home defeats in three, isn't it? With Halifax being the exception. Um but I don't necessarily feel I'm overly worried about it. Is that, do you think because Chesterfield are a good team, they're going to beat plenty of teams this year, or because actually we know we have seen some good performances so far? I don't know which one it is, but I'm not, it's not like feeling like I've the end of the world after a Yeovil defeat, which has been rare. I'd say it's probably both. Yeah. Like, I mean, like we've said, Chesterfield are going to be a lot of teams. They haven't lost this season. I think one of three that haven't lost this season, they'll go on to be, well, we all said they'd be in the top three. And I've nothing that Ian said here it makes me think any anything different. But also, like you say, we have we have beaten um, teams that, I don't know, if, if you'd have asked me before the Kings Ling game that I would be happy with where we are after, what are we, five games? And we're, what, ninth? I think, and we've obviously played less games than everybody else. I'd be very happy with that. I'd be amazed and shocked that uh, we beat Stockport. I'd be probably a bit surprised that we beat Halifax. I'd have expected us to beat Oldershot, but then I would have expected us to beat Kings Lynn on that first game as well. So, um, so yeah, I'm more than happy with where we are at this point of the season. Um, and it's not even the end of September. Now, I'm not going to say what the quote is because I get the piss taken out of me again. Right? <laughs> but, uh, waking yeah, up, yeah. When, waking the, up the, when October yeah, starts. Yeah, the blue day clause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, you're, I think you're both right there. It was, it's um, less disappointing 
than it would normally be. I think you, the the context of where we've come from the last couple of games is good. I think what the reaction is at Boreham Wood on Saturday will play a huge part in how we start feeling about things, I think. Boreham Wood are a very good side. I think they lost yesterday, didn't they? Did they lose? Yeah, so... They lost, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, they're going to be looking for a, a reaction as well. I just think the loss of Wilkinson could be big. It could be big for us. I think Williams, you know, we like Williams, but two young centre-backs with each other, again, having not played together, we don't want to go back to where we were last season, really, and chopping and changing. It would be nice to have someone with a bit of experience in there to help them out, because that, without Mark Little as well, and without Ruben Reed, that side looks very young. So, okay, then, does that make the options, you go Williams and Hunt and try and make it work, or plan B, you drop Staunton in there, probably in place of Williams, and put Worthington in the midfield too? Do you break up two partnerships that have proved so useful in order to get that experience defensively, or do you keep Gorman and Staunton together and tell them to look after the guys behind them? If I'm putting you in down south seat now and they're your two options, Gents, which side are you going to fall on? Which way are you going to go? Dave, Ian, who's going to go first? Dave's going I wouldn't first. put Staunton back. <laughs> I wouldn't put Staunton back, definitely not. I yeah. like you say, keep De- keep Gorman and Staunton where they are. Uh, if it's Williams and Hunt, it has to be Williams and Hunt. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't drop Josh Staunton back uh, because he's been good, uh, you know, this season where he, where he is. Uh, and I think when he played, when he dropped back last season, it was a bit wobbly, wasn't he? So I wouldn't. I'd, I'd go with if that's the options. I go with Williams and Hunt. Yeah, I think that partnership in the middle is so important for us. I think those two together, are brilliant for us as a defensive unit that protects the back line. Uh, like I said in our five conclusions article. No oh, good. It, <laughs> the only. Thing is that when you know yesterday when we were playing, we were chasing a game. We needed to score a goal. Those two aren't the most creative of players. You know they're not they're not gonna add up and it into the box and head something home. Do you know what I mean? They're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna score in the 90th minute at Millwall because they've taken a pot shot from the edge of the box. Um, yeah. That there's, there's I don't that. know, by the sounds of it, uh, Dale Gorman likes a pot shot from the edge of the box. I know Glenn <laughs> Torren fans were telling us that he liked one of those. He took a ridiculous free kick from a stupid angle right at the end. Um, it was like, it was on the edge of the box, on the side of the box. And it needed... He's using his hands to yeah, describe sorry, this. You can't, you can't <laughs> see this as a podcast. He's using his hands to describe it. To be fair, it was making no difference for us either. <laughs> and he needed to, where it was like, you know, if you hit it low and hard, I think you might get something. He, I think he was probably trying to hit it low and hard and hope for like a ricochet, but it just went high and wide and it was like a total waste. Um, yeah, I think Staunton came closest with his decent effort. 
it, it looked like a good effort. I was right in line of it. I don't know if Loach was having a bit of a camera, a camera moment. He seemed to have a bit of fun with it and tipped over the bar. But yeah, I don't think you break that partnership up just because of what they give us defensively. I think the two goals we conceded, there was nothing either of them could have done about it really there was you know had they been at fault and there was like a mix-up between them then maybe you'd think oh we can do that but i think they're good they're a good pair together and we need to keep that together as for the defense maybe it's maybe jack robinson comes in um i don't think max hunt gets dropped williams did struggle but again his first game having to come on after half an hour and not uh, you know, not expect to come on and play against a six-figure striker in Shimanga who was purring. He was he was well up for it. Uh, yeah, hard situation to come into. Yeah. What so do you do, Dan? What do you do? Found? I am going for secret option C. <laughs> Bailey Cargill. <laughs> Easter egg option. The Easter egg option. Secret option C. I am going to take out Sonny Blue Low Everton. Oof. I'm putting I'm center gonna, off. No, I'm going to put <laughs> I'm going to put Matt Worthington in as a special enforcer to allow either Josh Staunton or Gorman to be a little bit more defensive. So a third central midfielder, proper central midfielder, and leave oh. quickly on his own. We're I playing that there's a very defensive it is, side. It that we're is, but we're, we're away at Boreham Wood. It's going to be a defensive game. I think this is one of the games where you react by setting up shop to say, we aren't going to beat you. Boreham Wood at home, they've scored three goals at home all season. They've only got a couple of draws. They've won one there. Their best results have been away from home. Um, I think Matty Worthington comes in, a bit of a terrier in midfield that just allows Gorman or Staunton just to be an extra extra half-yard defensive, just to bring an extra body into the middle. A lot of energy. He's got to do a lot of box-to-box running. He's got to really put some kilometres in. But, but that's, I think, secret option C. I Matt hope... Wayman wasn't involved at all, was he, yesterday? No, not in the Third squad. Third game of the suspension, was it? Or... No, nope, he was back, no, he was think, back available yeah, yesterday. I think he was free. I don't reckon he comes back. But yet. then again, I don't know how you, how you get him into that squad. In how you get him into the bench, short of swapping well, the goalie out, I there was no other way you could do it. I hope this doesn't force us into a diamond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the, I, do you know what? I agree with you there. I agree with you. I like the width that Wakefield and Knowles have offered us throughout the entire season. Yeah. Because of the freedom they have when Gorman and Staunton play together as a two. So if he does come in, if if Wellington was to come in and be the sort of just run everywhere in the middle and look after everything i wouldn't want it to be at the expense of a a tactical change i agree yeah. with you entirely there yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure what i i don't think worthington's the answer i don't know what we need well, I, I, <laughs> I think we need we need an ed upson type we don't need ed upson be nice but we we need that type of player in my view, for the centre midfield to come in. I think if, you know, Darren Sow had not problems, but, you know, with the younger players last season affecting games, you know, Gabby Rogers, obviously that didn't work out. 
Jack Clark didn't work out and Chesterfield love him. Um, I don't want to say Sonny's going to head the same way, but I think if he carries on with you know, those types of 45 minutes, he's going to find himself short of game time because we need someone behind Quigley who is a bit more impactful. What's he doing these days? But of 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 all the players we have got, oh yeah, your choices there are Worthington or Toby Stevens to do that, or Lewis Simper, or Lewis Simper, who we don't know about either. But yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out what I'm doing on Thursday. Someone needs to ask these damn questions. Where is Lewis Simper? Um, yeah, so maybe we need to we need to look into that rather than breaking up partnerships and stuff. We yeah. do have we do have a pit stop on the way to Borenwood, which is a strange little one on Wednesday night. I wanted to bring this up actually because it's a question that I was kind of hoping we were going to get, but we didn't. So I'm going to ask it instead. <laughs> we've got we've got Bridgewater in the Somerset Premier Cup. Now the now the rules state that this is a first team fixture. The official rule book of the Somerset FA states that only teams in the EFL can play a, quote, reserve side. And at the last time this competition took place, we were in the EFL. Now we're not. We now have to play our proper team with all due respect. So with that in mind, and obviously we want to make some changes. What's the team for Wednesday night? And Johnny up top. Well, <laughs> yeah, probably. Benjani and Skivo up top. So, what's the team for Wednesday night? That's a genuine question. I'm just naming the under 18 side now. Can I do that? Is that allowed? No, you're not allowed. It's a first team fixture. Yeah, but you see, does that mean that what would stop you from playing any under 18? You, no, you can play some, but I imagine there has to be a recognition that this is this is a strong outfit. Okay. So this is a genuine question. I've written down I've written down 11 names that I think. We could because you knew you were going to ask the bloody question. Yeah. That's why you, you prepared. Otherwise, prepared I was for that intro. Hear me out. Go on, go on. Then you out. tell us then, and we'll, so, we'll, we'll disagree with you. Here's my here's my eleven for Wednesday night, and I've got reasons for it. Okay, Evans in goal. A back four. Why? Bradley, why is Hunt. Evans in goal? I, 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 <laughs> shut up, Bradley. I thought you had reasons. Come on, give us your reasons. Evans in goal, because he needs a game. Bradley, Hunt, Williams, Robinson across the back. And our midfield four. I don't quite know how this fits, but it fits how I want it to fit. Worthington, <laughs> Stevens, shut up. Worthington, <laughs> Stevens, Simper and Haste. Where is Simper? We don't I even don't know. Him. Yeah. Up front, Yusuf and Benjani Jr. Yes! If Benjani <laughs> scores, we're on the pitch. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you played a diamond. You missed that, there. Bit, listeners. Ben, Ben pushed I think his might, glasses off his nose. It might be a diamond. It might be a diamond. I'm not quite sure how the diamond worked, but it might be a diamond. But I think this is a good opportunity. He gets 90 minutes into Robinson. Hunt and Williams get some time to play as a unit ahead of Saturday. That's a good thing. Bradley, we've only seen in bits and pieces since his comeback. He can start a game and get 90 minutes. Yusuf's first chance to get. Um, 90 minutes in the book. Same with Worthington. If we need him, maybe he doesn't play the full game, but he's come back off that three-match absence. He needs some match fitness. Get him in. Same with Stevens, who was the one to drop out from the squad to make way for Robinson on the bench. If Simper isn't available, 
Chuck Skivo Jr. in there. I don't care. And then just a couple of kids in there to kind of bolster it out. But what do you guys think to playing Hunt and Williams in the middle of defence against Bridgewater just to get them 90 minutes playing next to one another? What do you think? Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. Is yeah. He, is, is, yeah. yeah. Do you I'm not, sure about, your, I'm not sure about your midfield, but yeah, I'd certainly play. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, then. So who are you putting in the midfield? Are you going to play Staunton, Gorman, Wakefield and Knowles? I don't think you could risk them. They're too important for the game on Saturday, surely. I but at the same you, time, think... you need to get, get minutes into the other guys, Worthington and Stevens. Yeah, I think you put maybe go Stevens and Worthington in the middle. Um, wouldn't surprise me if Charlie Wakefield plays or Tom Knowles plays just because they've got legs. They like running. I think we're <laughs> going to get used to that. You know, Saturday, Tuesdays are going to come around. I think it's a good opportunity to get get that into them. Can I just check the rest of our squad do have legs? Is that right? <laughs> I got that right. <laughs> well, Morgan Williams has got one longer than the other, hasn't he? <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I felt like when I wrote that team down, you guys were going to mock me that it wasn't going to be anywhere near that first team. It wasn't going to be anywhere near that strong. It was just going to be all kids and Evans in goal. Well, you just told us you couldn't do that. I know, but. <laughs> so what are the rules, Ben? The rules Come on, are, what are the rules? The rules are that it's a first team fixture and only EFL teams are allowed to play reserve teams. So, how many first team players do you have to play? It doesn't state. Okay. But if it's the same as the EFL trophy game, it's seven. Okay. Well, you could make a case for at least seven there, can you? Three, four, five, six. I've got six of them that were in the matchday squad on Saturday. Stevens wasn't, Worthington wasn't, yeah. and Johnny Haste and Simper weren't. But yeah. they, but then other first teams could be on the bench, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. But I. I'm surprised. I thought you were going to laugh at me there and say, no, shut up. We're clearly going to play the kids. Stop talking out your ass and move on. But you actually, after taking the piss out of me... <laughs> we did laugh at you. <laughs> you at least humoured me afterwards. That's all I wanted. <laughs> what do you think, Glover's Cast listeners? What's yeah. the team going to be for Wednesday night in the uh, SPC? Yeah, Are we going to go strong? Are we going to go full strength? Are we going to go full strength? Go we'll a get, lot of them. Do you reckon we'll get more than 2,000 there? Give or take. Give or take. <laughs> got Priestnell going to be there? Ooh. Hope so. He was there on Saturday. I assume so. Was he? He was there, was he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Enjoying yeah. lapping up the match day experience. <laughs> <laughs> I went in the uh, Alex Stock Lounge. It was very oh, yeah. busy. Very busy. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it was really warm. Not very COVID safe I don't at think all. that's sarcasm either, it was, folks. I think he it was... was it was the least COVID safe environment I've been in for <laughs> quite some time. <laughs> but that's fine. You should have been where but, I was know. last week. <laughs> <laughs> that's allowed, you know, it's allowed. But it was just, it was like, whoa, there's a lot of people in here. Um, and it was so warm, really warm. But had a nice, uh, a nice Thatcher's Gold and enjoyed the game. Well, I didn't enjoy the game too much. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> no, see, we're not doing such a, such a good job of selling this this week. Yeah, people. Sorry. Ryan actually went to the game because of us. Our friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Oh dear. How you doing? He's not your friend anymore. <laughs> I, used play, I used to play football with Ryan for Coombe Saint Nicholas. He uh, used to set up many of my goals. 
back Here's in the, the day. Here's the Jameson Nicholas story again. <laughs> he knows. He was there. Ryan will back me up as well. He was there for the vast majority of it. Um, but he went because of us, because we'd sold it to him. And now we went and got tanked by Chesterfield. I have Thanks. to say, no one who's been listening to me would go to a match <laughs> based on anything I told them. Yeah. So, so don't don't draw me into this. <laughs> the voice of positivity has drawn him in, promising eight nil wins. Apologise, apologise to Ryan right here, right now. No. <laughs> although, although I would say, if you go into Boreham Wood on Saturday, Ryan, we are two wins from two away from home. We considered <laughs> just the one goal, scoring five. So. Um, Oh yes. Good I'm go. I've, got, I've got my ticket for Saturday. Yeah, you're going to see us win. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, apparently so. That'd be good. Um, what do you make of the manager's comments about that he thought the attitude of the players wasn't quite right in the first half? He said that body language he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. He said it didn't. He wasn't happy with, you know, the body language and, you know, that all of that sort of what that means to him. What did you think of the body language was like you were looking at it? Well, I thought it was all right. The only player who I particularly thought didn't do a great deal was Sonny and then he came off. But I did, there wasn't, to me, there wasn't anything obvious about the, the you know, how the players were, you know, carrying themselves. Do you think it's a deflection? Um, deflection from what? I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed Again. a really odd thing to, to well, talk about. That, that's his that's his job. Unless unless it's a reaction to something that maybe he didn't feel the Friday training was quite as sharp as it could have been and wanted, you know, ended Friday by, by saying don't go out like that tomorrow, otherwise you'll get spanked by Chesterfield. And then uh, we maybe don't start as great. And he goes, told you. <laughs> and he just mm. wanted to send a little message. Maybe he wanted to see a little bit more sharpness. Look, this season is getting into that Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday habit kind of thing. We've had that little bit of a longer break um, as a, opposed to Chesterfield. And I wonder if maybe in a weird way, we could have done with a Tuesday game straight off the back of that Stockport fixture. We haven't had the the smoothest of starts with the first game getting called off and this one getting switched from Altrincham, things like that. So, yeah, maybe we just needed an extra little rattle to get us going. And that just maybe serves as a little, you know, little wake-up call that, you know, in our situation, with our budget, with our squad numbers, we have got to be on it, on it to our absolute best every minute of every 90 that we've got available. And... We don't have massive room to make changes. Some of these players have played a lot of minutes already. Chesterfield have good squad rotation options. We don't, really. Um, hence my question about Bridgewater and stuff in the cup. Thank you very, very friggin' much. Um, so maybe it was just a case of just trying to rally the guys to say, look, I know it's tough, but we haven't got an option. It's your, You are the 11. You are the 15. You need to be on it the whole time because I don't have any other choice. It's not like he can take off eight players and make switches again. He can't do that. Short right. of chucking Ben Johnny Jr. on. Can't do it. So he has to try and G them up and get them going a slightly different way. Josh Staunton did refer to it as not acceptable as well, didn't he? But I think he then said that, you know, the second goal was just a straight ball over the top and we've got to deal with that. And 
So not yeah, make it, it become a habit, it, didn't he? he? Says or yeah, exactly. So maybe that's what the manager's trying to do is let them know that it can't become a habit. I mean, you'd like to think they know that anyway, wouldn't you? But um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I just thought he was a bit. I don't know. Not harsh, but, but he also just... said he also said that we're not going to get the shotguns out and we're not going to. <laughs> Start having to go at anybody. And, and a very colourful phrase, off. isn't it? We're not going to get the shotguns out and start blowing people's heads off. That's what he said. I think that was a good, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 yeah, I, I did raise an eyebrow at, at that language, but obviously I didn't see the game, so I didn't really have any sort of uh, point of reference for it. But to then back the left and say, look, we're not going to shoot anybody in the head, we're not going to blow anybody's heads off. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think just says to me that that was just a little little metaphorical slap around the face to the media that he's then backed up and gone, but we're okay. Runs of one and all the rest of it, and we'll move on. Yeah, I think it's a bit like when you take off someone at half time though. When you take off someone at half time and say, "I'm not going to name any players," but I've obviously taken someone off at half time. Um. Am I reading between yeah. the lines, or am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking way too much into that. I think, mate, if I'm being brutally <laughs> honest with you, he's made that Don't change. See, what do you what, think? I mean, if, if... What about Sonny? Well, yeah. I do you think I'm reading? Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I imagine there's probably. I, I imagine if that, if he was feeling the way he he looked like he was feeling after the game, he would have made more change. Could have done, but he'd already, you know, brought. Um, Williams on, hadn't he? And he'd already, so, you know, making one other change, I mean, he didn't really have a huge amount on the bench that he could have brought on. I'd imagine right. if he had more options, he would have brought other players on. But I think with Low Everton, you can tell that from everything that he said about him, that he does you know, really rate him as, as a player. I mean, we said last week um, that he looked a lot better against Stockport, which, which I still think he did. Um, but the week before against Halifax, he said it didn't look like it was his game and it didn't sound like it was his game again. I mean, he seems to be a player when he's playing against a John Rooney or a, um, um, I can't remember the other name. Was it Reiki, the lad who from, um, that was from Aston Villa at Stockport? When he's yeah. playing against those players who are sort of his kind of technical ability, I guess, then um, maybe he can do it. But I don't know, did Chesterfield probably had a few... Curtis Weston in the middle there, don't they? Doesn't hang about, I don't think. So I imagine he got a bit of physical treatment, did he? Yeah, so Olike, Olike I don't know how to say his name. Um, he was just everywhere. He was a brick outhouse. Right. In that midfield. And yeah, didn't, didn't let anyone really breathe when he was around. Um, he was a very good player. Came from Port Vale to Chesterfield last year, so for an undisclosed fee. So yeah, the paupers of Chesterfield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it really broke my heart hearing those three complain about how uh, other play other clubs were spending money. And then, did you? I don't know if you noticed this. I noticed it when I was listening back. But the fee for Chumanga went up from 150 grand to 250 grand in like about two minutes. So um, <laughs> yeah. It was. Oh, I was really upset for. What's a hundred grand when you've left when, you, yeah. when you've got you know pandemic insurance. 
pandemic hey. insurance. Whatever, whatever next. Whatever next. Um, I think that kind of wraps up the Chesterfield game, don't you? We're I not gonna. We're not blowing so. anybody's heads off. We've not loaded any <laughs> shotguns. We hope and pray Luke Wilkinson isn't too badly injured. But if you're listening, Scott, we could do with an extra pair of hands, please. That would be a nice way to get into into Boreham Wood. Or legs, because after Ian's comment, I'm not sure they've all got legs. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do some questions? Oh, yeah. yeah, let's look forward, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Forward. Well, what questions have we got? Um, the first one's not really looking Should forward. Should we blow anyone's head <laughs> off? No. <laughs> the, the, the first one from Matt Leeson is, will they get anyone in to replace Murphy? I assume he means Yeovil Town rather than South End. <laughs> yeah, it's going well for them and yeah. it's South End. Like... Yeah, I see Phil Brown's Phil panicking, Brown's isn't he? Found out. <laughs> yeah, he's been absolutely found out the fraud. Um, <laughs> Don't like Phil Brown? Useless. Oh, he just keeps getting jobs and doing badly at them. Um, anyone in to replace Murphy? Um, oh, Quigley was doing a fairly good... Um, job of the actual goal scoring malarkey I, I, I kind of get the question as being we don't have a Murphy style striker at the moment um, and even when Reed comes back we don't have that um, but we don't really have any room left in the budget slash loan spots either so uh, no I don't think we will is the honest answer unless Ben Johnny Jr. is our new <laughs> we're putting a lot of hope into this lad aren't we who scored two goals against Wimborne Town under 18s you wait you wait till he gives you wait till he gives Bridgewater the run around on Wednesday night they'll all be crying for him on Saturday afternoon yeah, yeah. I think I, I would say and obviously we've, we've seen him <laughs> Ben's doing the Ben Johnny now <laughs> the, the sort of pointy thing that his dad used to do when he's Good, so. Maybe we'll have to call yeah. Ben Benjani yeah. from now on. Ben Benjani, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Been called worse. Yeah. The um uh, uh so I, I would say that we probably thought that Yusuf was the replacement in terms of the poacher in the box kind of uh, player that Murphy was, wasn't he? But um I know Murphy wasn't just a poacher in the box, but uh, I, I would imagine based on the recruitment that we've made this summer. That is who we think, or our manager um, has brought in to replace Reese Murphy is is is, is Yusuf. And I mean, again, I didn't see him yesterday when he came on. Saw him when he came on against Halifax on the uh, on the TV, um, and obviously saw him take that chance at um, up at Stockport. I mean, the only Murphy-esque thing I would say about. Uh, about him was that finish that he did at Stockport. But I said to somebody on on um, Twitter, or Brad, Brad Little it was, said, not like Murphy didn't have games where he was like, where he just disappeared in games as well. You know, let's be honest, didn't really play a great deal for us last season uh, as well, didn't he? But he still got 13 goals. So I, I don't think, I, I agree that we, I don't think we'll bring anyone else in um, because I don't think we've, got any money to bring anyone in i don't think there's you know i don't, I don't think anybody's uh keen to um to spend any money to bring anybody in either so yeah unless we want to sign as we've made so far to be concerned unless we want to saddle the club with some more sport england though yeah don't yeah. think we're gonna spend any money um uh question from glover gav gav's running the london marathon everyone <laughs> 
go and find his. Is he, is he listening to your podcast from last week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I had to think about that then. It's been a long day. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, with Wilco joining Reed and Little on the injured list, that is our three most senior players out. Will Boreham would be our youngest ever squad? Plus, what happened to Lewis? No, Bridgewater United will be. <laughs> so you think Bridgewater will? Bridgewater will be our youngest squad ever, probably, yes. Um, good question on Lewis Simper. We will try and find out. Um, I haven't seen my availability to do a press conference on Thursday, but we will try and find out on Lewis Simper. We've no idea whether he was back at the Cambridge game or anything, um, but he's still our lonely, or, or apparently. Will be a young team, though, regardless, Boreham would run it. It will be young. It really will be young. You'd have to think that that makes Staunton captain. Yeah, he was captain after Wilco. captain. I mean, he's not exactly old, is he? 26, as of this week. Oh, happy birthday. Um, I'm trying to think if we've had a younger captain. There's a question, Nigel Dyson. Nigel, Nigel. Have we ever had a younger captain than, was it 26, you say? I expect we have. How old was Skivo when he, Skivo was, when he signed for us? Well, yeah, he well, yeah, he might have been the the last one. I'm trying to think because even our recent ones, they've all been fairly. You know, Uncle Zoko was captain, and Nelson was captain, and McAllister, Dicko last year. They've all been fairly latter twenties. Stefan Stan thirties. Um, Stefan Stone. Oh my days. <laughs> wow. Oh my glass in the past. God. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last time we had you okay? a captain that was that young. <laughs> Damn, that, that, honestly, that's very nearly post-traumatic stress disorder that's just kicked in there. Um, Coach is folding himself Damn. up like a press pretzel at the moment. <laughs> I, got, I, I, got, I got my feet up, but yeah, yeah. Folded himself up like a pretzel, I remember that one. Get that one into your next commentary, Ben. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll be a while, but yeah, I will. I'll probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our most, our oldest player is surely Yusuf, isn't he? What's yeah, he? 29. 29? Or so. how old um, uh, Gorman? Is he younger than... It's on the website. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Which, which website? My website. Which website? Yeah. Our website. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, oh, my oh. website now is it? oh okay <laughs> right? i just oh, okay. mean i, I, I do i, I do that learning here now it's because i do that page that's all oh okay right. my website my 25 page rather than my website then. honestly 25, 25 is he yeah sorry dell you look a bit older than that grant smith's <laughs> 27 27 yeah northern, okay yeah. northern ireland ben there is a difference yeah sorry you're right <laughs> yeah so, um, so, yes, yeah, brother Gav, I'm going to say it is a young team. Uh, I wouldn't, obviously, Darren Way, uh, you know, played, you know, a team of fetuses at one point. I think it was uh, it was that young, <laughs> the youngest team ever to, you know, climb out of a test tube or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even know about the playoffs. How were they supposed to aim for them? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah. And Glover Gav also asked where where Simper is as well, didn't he? Did he answer? Yeah, that? yeah and I've answered it. Yeah, we don't know. Listening, Dave, you old git. 
Pardon? <laughs> I heard this ageism creeping back in during the, what was it? It was about hour four and a half of the Thursday podcast. I think it was, uh, yeah, I was just falling asleep by that point. But... Well, it was half past four. <laughs> hey! <laughs> just finished countdown. <laughs> yeah. I don't chocolate hobnob, a cup of cocoa. An oval tea. Great biscuit. Um, Foxy. Getting a bit real now. <laughs> Foxy's asked us, uh, what positions do you feel we need strengthening in? Not going to do a cleaver and answer the question, although I have some thoughts myself. <laughs> <laughs> He's threatened to answer the question now, isn't he? Don't make me answer it. I'll answer it myself. <laughs> I'll do it. Don't have to. Don't, Cle- don't, George. Don't make Cle- me answer it. Clevo was too busy at the cricket to watch the football, wasn't he? On. I know. Looking glum, wasn't he? He was looking glum. Rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> so, positions we need strengthening in. Um, we had this the... question the other week, didn't we? Did we? Uh, yes, and we said on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, and, all and of them, off, I think. And off the pitch. I think. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> we'll take whatever you're giving. Uh, yeah, so I've said a Senate midfielder who... I've said Ed Upson. You want Ed Upson, don't you? I think could always go with more strikers. That's pretty much what Darren Sahl always... Well, he's done before, hasn't he? We had Chris Dagnall, then he decided he wanted Mark Richards as well. Mm. And piled them all on. So, yeah, I think another striker would be nice. Other than that, I think I'm pretty happy with the numbers we've got in the other positions. I think if Knowles gets injured, we're a bit stuck. But that's Knowles all. or Wakefield, do you think? If either of them got injured, we'd, we, well, I mean, they're our f- outlet, forward outlet sound strikers, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Wakefield, Wakefield was good again on Saturday. Yeah. I just love how he, he's always, he, he kept beating their fullback every time. Getting, you know, getting crosses in, um, but yeah, I think There's no one there to do it. Yeah, I think yeah, those will be a big miss if they get injured. So, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> Don't fall in love with footballers. Charlie Wakefield's no. coming into that hashtag a little bit. Is he? Is he? Yeah, is he already? Yeah, Ian's cheating on Tom Knowles already. <laughs> you wouldn't catch me saying that about. You yeah. wouldn't catch me saying that about Dale Gorman, would you? No, no. chance. He already, he, he, all he does is turn up with the same haircut as everybody else. <laughs> and that's it. Flat as his eyelashes, Ian. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it's Alex top. Bradley or Dan Moss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the same. Well, I uh, also would like a, a, a... Go on. No, I was going to get you to answer the question. And it oh. sounded like you were about to. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I'm about to, yeah. Um my, I want a, I want anywhere where the replacement isn't obvious. So for me, it's Wakefield Knowles because if they drop out, their replacement isn't blindingly obvious. If Quigley were to get injured or get a knock, Yusuf comes in. Wilkinson injured, Williams comes in. So there are other positions. If Barnett's unavailable, Robinson's there. If Moss isn't there, then Bradley's there. So for me, the replacements are not obvious for Wakefield and Knowles. As it stands, they've got to play every 90 minutes between now and the end of the season, those two. So I think we need a little bit of um, of, of a replacement there. I've just been doing some digging, actually, with regards to the average age of matchday squads so far this season. 
And would anyone like to guess where we are on the 23 team list? 20. 21st. We are 22nd. Oh, Only wow. Aldershot Town have got an average younger squad of 23.5. Ours is 24.3. Anybody want to guess the oldest team in the division? Ormwood. Ian? I think the oldest team in the division is... I'm going to go with Chesterfield. Dave was right. It's Boreham Wood, 30.2. They're the only team in the division that has an average age of over 30. They also have the smallest squad listed on the page alongside Weymouth. They've only got 19 players listed. We have 22. <laughs> so, um, obviously, we've got three very key injuries that takes us right back down to 19. But, yeah, we're I mean, I, we, were, with the... we were 20 until Wilco, really, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going there now with essentially the youngest squad because that 24.3 includes Wilkinson, Reed, and Little to the most experienced, well, the oldest squad in the division on Saturday. Not easy, just, is it? Not easy just, at all that. I just think. run round them all, won't we? Just run around, just whip around them. Yeah, useful exuberance and all that sort of stuff. Um, I was just thinking you said about who comes in for Knowles and... Wakefield, we'll just throw Benjani in, I think. <laughs> yeah. I I want to see us by the end of the season playing a Tanzanian striker alongside a Zimbabwean up front for this football club. That's my end goal. And uh, and then we'll have Chris Fox with his uh what was it? His <laughs> Angola. Angolan Angolan flag, yeah, flying on the uh, on the terraces. Does anyone want any more stats about this? About this? Uh, oh, do I? <laughs> Come on! It's, not, it's nine o'clock on a Sunday night. Why would I want anything else? <laughs> how many How many National League fixtures do Boreham with nineteen players have between them at this level? At this level, nine hundred and eighty-seven. Okay. Any Any advances on that, Ian? Four hundred and eighty-seven. 2,929. <laughs> An average of 154 National League games between them at this level. Anyone want to guess how many our 22 have between them? <laughs> 10. Six. <laughs> Jokers. 992. Our most wow. experienced at this level is Joe Quigley with 149. So um, this is probably, we're creeping into Thursday. Who are Boreham Woods' old men? Uh, Mark Ricketts, apparently, has 333 appearances. He's 36. Not old. It's <laughs> actually so, very youthful. I would, uh, <laughs> I would um, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, they've got um, Martin, uh, Nathan Ashmore, 31 goalkeeper. They've got some very experienced players. I think those Will Evans have gone there. Um, yeah, Scott Bowden up front. Craig, he's been around a bit. Yeah, there you well, go. Tyrone Marsh, haven't they? You played up front, front for him. I remember him being all right against us. And Fifield, the centre-half, I think he scored against us at their place last season. Oh, he's yeah. A bit of a, he's a bit of a brute, isn't he? So, um, Connor yeah. Smith, is that the one that used to play for us? Yeah, he's all right. See you next Tuesday, isn't he? 
Jesus, see you next Tuesday. Yeah, I think Dave. Sure is him, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, it is him. Uh, yeah, was that him. Wakefield? No, was that is him. No, that yeah. is him. Wakefield yeah, plays for us now. A, the one who was... No, no, Charlie Wakefield. No, Josh. not Charlie Wakefield. <laughs> Josh Wakefield, yeah. Was no. he the one who played for... I oh, know, he played for Wilson. You're right. Yeah, it is him. He is, is him. Him. Can you he remember... Is <laughs> Can you remember his, inter yeah. his interview, his video interview he did when he signed for the club and he just kept scratching his arms the whole time because he was all really awkward? Look it up. I remember someone commenting on Facebook saying, "What an itchy young man!" Just Connor Smith. Yeah. Right. What an itchy knobhead. <laughs> well, there you go. He's that might, that might be a title. That. What what I was going to say, I, I've, written, I've, I've written it down. Yeah. Yeah, Connor Smith, itchy knobhead. Yeah. There you go. Can we before we um, go? Well, can we? Go. Can we just laugh at... more stats? Is that, what, is that what you want? Okay, no. so... Can we just laugh at Barnett and Harry Kuehl? Oh, always. <laughs> ha, ha. I'd be interested. I'm, I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm actually going to listen to um, B's pod when it comes out. I think it'll probably come out tomorrow and have a listen to their uh, moan about what's going on there because it sounded like on paper they'd put together a bit of a, like management team to get something done and it's obviously just not working and it's hilarious i heard they got they... that brennan haven't they it was at wilston as uh director of football haven't they yeah yeah um i, I read they there were chants of we're going down with the dover um, by the barnet <laughs> yeah, fans on saturday <laughs> if, yeah. we're, if we're if we're laughing at football clubs can we have a quick uh, giggle at bristol rovers as well while we're at it oh, they yes. are imploding and that's yes. and that's never not funny. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Bart Joey Barnett, uh, Joey Barnett, Joey Barton <laughs> had a uh, didn't have a, a lot of a uh, lot of fans in that that home end, did he? No. With the thick Bristolian accents. Uh, would have been a good time to listen to Radio Bristol after that as well. I love listening to the Rovers fans, man. I mean, Joey Barton's got a few things going on, hasn't he? So I think he'll get. <laughs> Think he'll get pushed out the door eventually. Possibly into a cell. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to find oldest and youngest teams, and I can't find them. The oldest ever team at this level um, was 31.6. Oldest ever. That was back on in 11-12. Still very young. Still very very <laughs> young. <laughs> trying to think, we played a fairly old. Still team. younger than you two, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. What just... was the age? 31.2, did you say? We oh, played yeah. a fairly old Only team just... Chorley a couple of years back, apparently. Yeah, we had a game against Chorley. 28, 31, 28, 32, 32, 22, 33, 33, 25, 29, 37. These aren't the lottery numbers that Ben's trying to give you. <laughs> <laughs> if you play those numbers, you will lose the lottery. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't I give think, it all away. Save some of these I think if for we, Thursday night. Yeah. People need to come back. I think if we've reached the point that Ben's listing out the ages of players <laughs> who played against Chorley in 2019, we're probably towards the end of the we've, podcast. We've had three of the four youngest starting 11s this season in the division, whilst Boreham Wood have had six of the oldest seven of the league this division. Are you trying Leave to get laughing, a, Ben? Are you trying to get a job with Opto or something? Is this what this is? 
You hoping Martin McConaughey's listening? My, and get yeah, if my, Martin, he's if my employees you. are listening, no, no, I'm not trying to get a job at Opta. <laughs> he likes numbers. Right, let's call it. I've got to put this all together now. Thursday. Cheers. Cheers, guys. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Six minutes gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot. Goal! Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.